We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can't do better than that. It's first Sunday of the month. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So good to see my family members in church again this first Sunday of the month. The Lord bless all of you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the first Sunday of the month, and I'm so, so excited about what God has in store for every one of us today. And also, help me appreciate those who are online once again. Help me appreciate them and say thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome, 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 church. Hallelujah. Thank you for being in church this morning, first Sunday, and I've seen that spring is coming. We are so excited, and, I'm lo- and I know that spring looks good on you. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayers. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the adoration. We worship you. Thank you for the Gateway family. Thank you for your hand upon us. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you for your protection. You said you will not call the seed of Jacob to seek you in vain. Thank you because our worship is not in vain. Oh, Father, our time is with you is not in vain. Our service is not in vain. And so, Father, we honor you today. We give you all the glory. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you touch everyone here under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your word come with precision, accuracy, and power, and let it mix with faith in the heart of of my hearers this morning, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the family shout, and the family shout, praise the Lord. Today, this month is a very special month, very, very special, because if uh, one big thing, who can tell what's special about this month? Church anniversary, come on, put your hands together, hallelujah. Yes, it's our church anniversary this month, and um, you know, for 19 years, this month, this month we are turning 19, Oh, wow, 19, praise the Lord, over a thousand members, 25 nationalities, 25 nationalities, and we are actually in two continents, two countries, praise God, God has been faithful, at uh, the same time, 19 years ago, I was petrified, I was scared, I wasn't sure, you know, I wasn't sure of myself, I didn't know if, if this church will grow, I wasn't sure if I was sent, all manner of things, when God calls you, all manner of things happens in your mind, and I was worried, but God gave me a word, and today, 19 years on, we have raised this wonderful church family, please let me not your neighbor, say my neighbor, congratulations, come on, say my neighbor, congratulations, turn to the other person and say my neighbor, I'm so glad that we are in the same church family. Oh, my goodness. Look at all of you. Hallelujah. If I had known, all that worry was uncalled for. Was uncalled for. I used to get depressed just getting out of the morning. Every Sunday, I used to get depressed, you know. And where the church was, I mean, I I wouldn't have the time to go into all of that. But, but, you know, when God gives you a word and God gives you a promise, you start doubting yourself. You know, we are, we are, how many of you have been there before? You know, well, I'm confessing right now, yeah. But I know you you don't have that problem. You know, you are so full of faith. You don't have that kind of problem. Praise the Lord. 19 years on, look at what God has done. Step by step, the family, the gateway family have grown. We give God all the glory. So this month on the 15th, I have two of my covenant brothers coming to be with us this month. Praise the Lord. Uh, these, these brothers, I, I love them so, so much. Uh, on the 15th, we are going to have the resident 
pastor of um, Winners Chapel Faith, uh, Faith uh, Tabernacle in the city of Lagos. He's going to be with us uh, online on Tuesday. Beautiful, great, great gentleman, a covenant brother of mine, uh, Pastor David Oedipo Jr., all right, he's going to be with me. And uh, I also have another covenant brother of mine who is in Milton Kings, um, Pastor Shola Ewedemi. He will be with us on the Thursday. And then on, uh, on, Friday, on Sunday, we are going to have, the kids are going to have fun. We're gonna, the kids are going to have fun here on Saturday. On Sunday, we're going to have a massive Thanksgiving party. Amen. Celebration. Hallelujah. And it's also going to be Mother's Day, isn't it? 27th, just for Mother's Day. So that whole week is going to be packed out. Are you not excited? Am I correct? No. No, it's the following week, the following week. All right, following week. Praise the Lord. How many of you are excited? Uh, you should be excited. You should be excited. And today is also Ghana's independence. Does that mean? Look at that. Wonderful, wonderful. Today is Ghana's independence. Can we just rise to our feet and pray for the nation of Ghana? All right? We're going to be praying for all our nations because you don't know which madman is around the block these days. You know, guys? We, we, I'm telling you, we have to be praying for all our, we, we are a global church right now. Right now, you know, we, are, we have people watching us from South Africa, U.S., Lagos, you know. So we have to be praying for every nation represented. You can never tell. You can never tell. So please raise your voice and just pray for the nation of Ghana. Today is their Independence Day. We want to just pray for that nation. We also use our church, our church family, our members of our church family, who are Ghanaians here. We want to just use them as a point of contact. Our minister, Minister Jeremiah, his family, we want to just use them as a point of contact. We have uh, Dickin Joe also. We have Reggie's family. We have quite a number of um, Ghanaian families here, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we use them as a point of contact to pray for the nation of Ghana. Today is their independence day. We pray for their government. We pray for wisdom in the name of Jesus. We pray for their economy to grow in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that their people will grow in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless the nation of Ghana today in the name of Jesus. We dedicate this nation in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the family say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put those hands together, church. Hey, hallelujah. I'm excited. Please may be seated. Why am I so excited? Lord, the Lord told me 19 years ago that nations will come. I said, seriously? He said, yes, they will come. He said, your sons and daughters, they will come from afar. You know, and when the community hall went in by the hour, and God and I said, Lord, Lord, what you are saying and what's on ground are two different things. But thank God for faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today I want to kick off our new series, which I have called The Secrets of Happy Families. The Secrets of Happy Families. A lot of, a lot of life, a lot of life happiness comes from people we spend time with. Our happiness comes from those we spend time with. If, when we're asked, if you look at, if you look back today at the, uh, um, your, the, the, the times you, have, you were most happy or you were happiest in your life, you will find that somebody else was involved. You will find that somebody else was involved. It's very difficult for you to be happy by yourself, alone. E think about it. Every time you have a memorable story, somebody else is involved. Think about it. You know, very rarely do you find people just go on, um, go on holidays all by themselves. I mean, it happens. 
But very rarely, very rarely do you find someone say, ah, you know what? <laughs> you won't believe this interesting thing happened to me today, me and my shadow. It's, it's, it's not, you know, somebody tells you that, so wow, you know, it's, it's fine. In fact, if you are walking on the street and you find someone just walking and starts giggling by themselves, can you imagine you walking down the street and somebody is approaching you and, 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 and saying, <laughs> what will you do? Uh, you, you, you cross the other way, you know? But, but you, you, you don't even bother to think whether maybe this person is thinking about, you know, you know, thinking about something that had happened in the past. Or you see somebody talking to himself, right? What do you do? You, you, you get worried, you get concerned. So, so our happiness is tied to other people. And it's, and it's something you really have to understand. Because you think, <laughs> it was um, John Maxwell who said this. He said even the Lone Ranger had a horse. Yeah? So there's no such thing as a Lone Ranger. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as a Lone Ranger. Yes, happiness varies depending on personal circumstances. But why are some families resilient in the face of challenges? And some just dissolve. Because one knows the value of the other. So you cannot, the earlier you realize that you cannot make life by yourself, the better for you. Help me not your neighbor, say my neighbor. And you need me. Mm. Okay, nudge them again, say my neighbor. The earlier you realize that. Now point to them. The better for you. <laughs> I mean, what 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 good is it? What good is it if if I'm preaching and you are not there, whether live or online? Come on, say people. Hey, people, people. So your happiness is dependent on others. And so, so this month, I want to share with you the secret of happy families. And listen very carefully. Ha- happiness has nothing to do with money. Happiness has... Many years ago, my wife and I were living in Cyprus, and we were um, almost homeless. So this couple asked us, so we're in church, made this family in church, and the guy said, um, what do you do? I said, I work in a cow farm. And he said, you work in a cow farm? What are you doing in a cow farm? I thought you trained as an accountant. I said, yes. He said, oh, you know what? Come, come. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you um, really um, harass your boss to release you so you can come to the city and get a job. I said, yeah, why not? I said, but where will I live? Now, um, this, two, this couple, they had a son who was exactly the same age as our son. And then the lady, lady said, well, you can come and live in our home. We have, we have, we have, um, they live, they, they were just, just a, they had a, um, a son, and they were living in like a three or four bedroom house. You can, you can stay in, and it was, it, it also had a granny annex as well. So it was very comfortable. They said, you know what, you can stay in one of the rooms. And it, it was so, it was, it was also, demar- it was demarcated in such a way that we had our own privacy, like, a, like we had our own apartment within their apartment. But this couple, I don't want to mention their name, but... I'll call it J and J for short. 
Yeah. Now, when we were broke, we, 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 I didn't have a job. We just had ourselves in our one room. They had one room, one bathroom, one toilet. They had three rooms, beautiful locky chain, everything, you know. But they, they were always fighting. They were always fighting. They were never happy. We were broke and in need. We were always laughing. Because sometimes I would look at Bola and say, Bola, hmm. Bola, ACCA. <laughs> look at you and I, ACCA. <laughs> cow, working in the cow farm. Hey, this is not what I promised your father. <laughs> and then she would start laughing, laughing, laughing. All, all Julia, oops. <laughs> Never mind, they won't see me anyway. All Julia will hear across, and you know what? It was one of those thin walls. All you wish you will hear is, ha, 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 every evening. And then one day, Gino, oh, did I mention his name? <laughs> Man, this secret thing will not work. So Gino, Gino uh, called Julia, said, Julia, why are we always fighting? Look at Sosa and Bola, they don't fight. So you know what Julia Julie, you know what Julia did? I would have thought she would come for counseling. No. She kicked, kicked us out. <laughs> 24th December. Winter. In the same church. Julia kicked us out. So when we're not homeless. True story. Story of my life. The secret of happiness is not money. The secret of happiness is not wealth. It's not your position at work. Say people. So, so the number one secret of happy people is this. Number one, they belong to the family of God. We didn't have money, but we're happy. Fast forward, we moved into UK, where Bola came first. I came to join her, May 29th, 1997. Still broke. We were living in a room in a house, this time with eight other families. And we're happy. Sharing one bathroom and one toilet. Not, not where, not in Africa, in England. Going to tell my father what I was doing in England, sharing eight bathrooms with one to say, come back home. <laughs> Did I send you? But we're happy. We used to look forward to going to church to meet our fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. You must belong to a church family. Come and say belong. You may be born again and do not belong. You'll be a DR. Distant relative. You know what you know, you know when you how many of you will do this? You're, you, okay. You go visit your 
distant uncle. When you get to his house, you just walk into his fridge and take, um, oh, you don't. Oh, I thought you are related. You need what? You need permission. Fancy your distant cousin comes to your home. And then before you get back from work, the rice you cooked for your children, <laughs> this stuff comes here and eating everything. And then you come back home and then you see him picking his teeth with your toothpick. He said, what happened to the, to the lunch? He said, oh, your, your son goes, eh, co- 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 your cousin ate the food. Will you be happy? You won't be happy. You are keeping a straight face now, but you won't be happy. Why? But I thought you are related. I thought me casa su casa. How many of you would love it? You just come back, come from, um, you just come back from work one day. Your furniture has been rearranged. He said, "Why? Why is it like this?" He said, "Yes, I don't like the way you place this." <laughs> I, but I thought you were related. So many of you are like that. You are born again, but you are a distant relative to the family of God. And because you know you are a distant relative, there are certain things you also know you don't have the right to do. You have no access. Or you need permission. First Corinthians 12.2, New Living Translation says, The human body has many parts. But the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. God never meant for you to go through life on your own. He wants you to be part of his family. Don't be a DR. Born again, but DR. Be a, but DR. That was God's plan from the beginning. Your happiness is dependent on others. And when you get born again, he placed you within his family. His family. So some people think that the church, look at the church as a building. Some look at the church as an institution. Some see church as an event. They They relate to church like it's a building. But you know something, the pandemic has proven to us that church is not about building. The pandemic has proven to us that church is not about, it's not an event. It's proven to us. So we don't need the building to do church. Why? It's the family you belong to. The church is a family you belong to. The Bible says his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And he did this because he wanted to. The secret to happy families is that they belong to the family of God. They belong to the family of God. You are part of the church. You are part of the church. This is your family now. 
That's why Jesus told his natural mom and dad that, don't you know I have to be with my brothers and my sisters? This is extremely important to your happiness. Unless if you are not saved. If you are born again, the family is extremely important. Your understanding of your belonging to that family is, is a major source of your happiness. Second Corinthians 8.5 says, it was, more, it was more than we could have hoped for. First, they gave themselves to the Lord, and then, by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. When you are part of the church, two things happen. One, you commit yourself to Jesus. Two, you belong to the family by committing yourself to your church family. Anything outside that, you are joking with your happiness. Anything outside that, you are joking with your happiness. It's only a matter of time. You give yourself to the Lord, and then you give yourself to a group of people. It's called the church family. The first choice makes you a Christian. The second choice connects you with other believers. The body of Christ is made perfect through that which every joint supplies. There are people who are destined to be connected to you so you can become perfect. I am not the church. You are not the church. Now the church is, the, is a collection of cells. And so a, the collection of family makes up the church. Everything I have, everything I own, my opportunities, my prosperity, my progress is tied to my church family. My wife, church family. My career, church family. My business, business associations, church family. My children, raising church family. The individual family units together makes up the church. That's why you cannot take the church down. Virus or no virus. You can't. Your health in the church. Your opportunities, church family. Your prosperity, church family. Your expectation, church family. So your hope is in the church family. Church family. If one family is not happy or is attacked, eventually we, we all, the church, eventually will not be happy. So it's always one for all and all for one. You are part of a family. As the family goes, so goes the church. As the family goes, so goes the community. As the family goes, so goes the country. 
one family. So simply put, happiness is other people's. That's how God designed it. Happiness is other people's. Happiness is other people's. Happiness is others. If you live your life like you don't need God's people, it's only a matter of time. Your unhappiness will be clearing. Now, I didn't say perfect people. Even the ones that are not perfect, they are there to remind you that you are human. Or it's the way God designed it. After all, even if you live, even if you forget church family, your natural family, are they perfect? Very rarely do you just wake up one day and say, I don't like my brother, so I'm changing my last name. So everything you see naturally is a reflection of that which God has designed in the spirit. Amen. Look at someone and say, My brother. My sister, you need me, and I need you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always looking forward to coming to church to see my brothers and my sisters. Always looking forward. It's a state of heart. Same thing, that's how God designed it. Number two, the secret, the, number, the second secret to happy family is that they glorify God. They glorify God. They put God first. As a family, they glorify God. Parents, make sure your family glorify God. Glorify God. The first commandment, Exodus 20 verse 2, it says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. He said, I don't do competition well. You shall have no other gods before me. Happy families, happy Christian families, Put God first. They glorify God. God says, I demand top priority in your life. Is it, it was a commandment, not a suggestion. It was a commandment. I demand top priority in your life. It means, it means I am not going to play second fiddle to anything. The secret to happy families, they glorify God. He deserves the number one place in your life. If he hadn't made you, you won't have what you have. You won't own what you owe, what you own. You won't be around. Everything you have in life is from God. Because he gave it to you. And he allowed you to have it. You know why? Because even the breath, your breath does not belong to you. 
So the secret to happy families is that number one, the number, well, what's number one? They belong to a God family, the family of God. They are not distant relatives, no. They belong. Number two, they glorify God. Ah, they glorify God. You know what it means to glorify God? It means you attribute everything to him. Everything. Everything you have in life is from God. Life itself is from God. He says, you shall have no other gods before me. Gods with a small g. Small God, yeah. So what is a God? A God is anything that dominates your life and anything that controls your life is a God to you. He says, I'm not having it. I want you to myself. I want you to myself. No competition. Anything that dominates your life is a God to you. Anything that controls your life is a God to you. Can a career be God? Yes, it can. It can. It can. Can another person be a God? Yes. Another person can be a God to you. In other words, they control your life. You are like a puppet in their hands. Can a hobby be a God? Yes, it can. You call it passion, I call it God. Yes, it can. Even the good things that God has created for us to enjoy can become gods to us. Can your children become gods? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Anything that controls you is your God. And God says, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. He says, wrong. I deserve the first place in your life. This is the foundation. Put God first. Today, families are dropping like flies. They are falling apart fast. Faster than they can be put together. Because they are built on the wrong foundation. Some families are built on money. Built on desires. Built on common interest. Built on goals. Built on ambition. Wrong foundation. But not built on God. The foundation of a happy family is that the fam that family must glorify God. And so when God gives us a promise, gives us a principle, he also gives us a promise. Proverbs 3 verse 6, Living Bible. It says, in everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. In everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success in everything. In everything. You glorify God. Whatever area you want God to bless you, you glorify him first in that area. Simple. Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10. 
if you are believing God to bless, to bless you or, or to make you happy in the area of your finances, you glorify him in the area of your finances. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. And he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine, your wine vats with finest wine. You glorify God with your income. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 14, verse 23 says, Bring the tithe to it before the Lord your God at the place he chose, he chose as his sanctuary. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn of your flock, firstborn of your flocks and herds. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. We glorify God. That's the purpose. First Corinthians 16 verse 2. He said, on the Lord's day, each of you shall put aside something from what you have earned during the week and use it for this offering. That the amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. <laughs> what he's saying is that glorify God. Amen. If you want God, if you want to be happy in your marriage, glorify God in your marriage. Harvard University did a study. Listen to this. Marriages where the wedding is in a church service, the divorce rate is one out of 50 marriages. Marriages where the wedding is in a church service, the divorce rate is one out of God's, out of 50 marriages. In marriages where they are married in a Christian ceremony and they go to church every week, read the Bible and pray together, the divorce rate is one out of 1,105. So what will you say? So when you glorify God in that marriage, you beat the stats. Harvard did that study. So putting God first in your home glorifies God. You glorify God. If you want God, if you want to, if you want to be happy with your children and you want God to bless your children, glorify God first. With your children. Raising kids, raising my kids, I magnified God all the time before my children. Every time they are happy, every time we are on holidays, every time we have a great meal, I always take the moment to remind them the reason why you are this happy is because of God. The reason why you are enjoying this meal is because of God. Jesus is the reason why you're on this flight. Let us be very clear about this. Okay, daddy. No, 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 no. Not okay, daddy. Do you hear what I said? What did I say? What did I say? Jesus is the reason why we're on this flight. Okay, okay. When we land, Jesus is the reason why we landed. Not the pilot. 
Jesus is the reason. Every time we, 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 we earn a large income from, uh, from our businesses, right, and, we t- and we're going to celebrate, and we're going to quickly quick, quick remind them, listen, listen, Jesus has done it again. It is because of Jesus. Remember that tithe I was given? Maybe because we tithe, we used to tithe, we used to tithe as individuals, then our businesses also tithe. And then when the harvest comes in, you see, you see, you see, look at what Jesus did for us. The beauty of, so it's called the power of association. Knowledge can be contested, but you can't beat association, the power of association. You know why? Because they can, they can relate that moment, that feeling, that experience to something. If you just teach your children, they can grow up and contest that knowledge. That's why you see today sometimes kids, kids can grow up. They don't follow their father or their parents' path. They don't. Knowledge can be contested. They get to a uni and they tell them, is that what your father told you? Forget what your father told you. But what they felt, what they ate, right, you cannot take that off their mind. If you just teach them, they will grow up and say, well, you know what? Yeah, times have moved on. You know, Bible was in the old days. They start arguing theology with you. Yeah, but it's not quite relevant anymore. So it's very possible for your kids to grow up if you just teach them alone. And I say, well, I'm not coming to church with you today. What are you going to do? Beat them? They will call their mother. The queen. <laughs> so knowledge can fail. Knowledge can be contested. But when you, when they are having more, they are, when they are staring at McDonald's and their mouth, their, their mouth is watering, I will tell them, you know what, this bite is from Jesus. They will never see Jesus the same way. Every time they look at McDonald's and say, ah, Jesus. <laughs> you don't need to preach anything. So today in our home, I don't tell my, my daughter and my son, tithe. No, they tithe. <laughs> they tithe. Because they didn't just hear knowledge. They saw and they tested the profit from their doing. So you, they can't, you can't take that away from You can't take experience away from them. But you can take knowledge away from them. Yes. You can take, you can take knowledge from them. But you can't take the experience away from them. That experience has been building from the age of five. They know where they've been. They know how they lived. They know what they ate. They know where they went to. You can't take that. You can't, unless you brainwash them. You can't brainwash them. So magnify God to your children. Don't just teach them. Associate the good thing. You leave it right. Leave it. Leave it. Show it. Prove it. And then let them see. If not, you can just, you can be, have PhD teaching them. One friend in school just said, forget that thing. How old is your father again? 56. Ah, oh, he's a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Have you seen Justin Bieber? Hmm? Beyonce? Rihanna? You can't compete. First Corinthians 10 says, well, 31, 10, 31, it says, well, I will tell you why. It is because you must do everything for the glory of God. 
even your eating and drinking, whatever you do, you do it to his glory. Whatever you do, you do it to his glory. You can do everything to his glory. Whenever I go playing golf, I play golf to the glory of God. Ask me how. You know, every now and then you come across um, in certain holes, certain fairways, on, you come across memorials because somebody dropped down dead there with high blood pressure or heart attack. So every time I go playing golf, I say, Lord, I thank you because I can swing my hands. Thank you because I can walk. If you are playing tennis, thank you because I can do my hand and eye coordination. My hand is not here, my eyes are there. So thank him. So whatever you do, even if you are eating and drinking to the glory of God, Lord, I thank you. Why do we pray before meals? Lord, I thank you because some don't have to eat. Whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. We are playing football. At some point, stop. Father, I thank you because to glorify God is a state of gratitude. Lord, I thank you because I can run around. I thank you because I can run run around. We glorify God with our hearts. Pause in the middle of that activity and think, why am I doing this? Why am I able to do this? Lord, I thank you because you made this happen. I thank you because you made this happen. Everything you do with an attitude of gratitude puts God first in that area. Write that down. Everything you do with an attitude of gratitude, everything you do with an attitude of gratitude, everything you do puts God first in that area. You can tell a person's priority when you see what they are excited about. What gets you excited? That's what's important to you. Everything you do with an attitude of gratitude glorifies God in that area. In that area. So whatever gets you excited is what's important to you. And so today, many of us get excited talking about people. We get excited talking about sports. People go to football games. They get excited and they shout and they call them fans. But you get excited about Jesus and they call you a fan attic. So I know people who will talk for hours about other people's lives. But they can't talk three minutes about Jesus. I know people who will talk for hours about their passion, about their hobbies, about their talk for hours. They put so much effort into that activity. But they cannot sustain the same effort for three minutes talking about Christ. So it means that they are not glorifying God in that activity. I close with this, Ephesians 5.19. It says, talk with each other much about the Lord. Quoting psalms and hymns and singing sacred songs. Making music in your heart to the Lord. In your heart to the Lord. The secrets of happy families. First, 
they are part of God's family. Two, they glorify God. That's your adaptive glory. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.